and welcome to The Telly Show. I'm Fiona Flynn and my big guest this week is fashion designer and entrepreneur Sonia Lennon. You'll have first seen Sonia as co-host of Off The Rails back in the day and since then she's gone on to launch a number of new businesses as well as a fashion line with her former Off The Rails partner in crime, Brendan Courtney. Now, Sonia has decided to use her talents to help six small businesses get off the ground in a new series for RTE called Strictly Business. The show kicked off a couple of weeks ago and is already proving a ratings winner. Sonia, joined me in studio here to have a chat about the new Sonia, show. Sonia, welcome to the show. What it takes to get a business in. off the ground. As well as, of course, the time <laughs> in the iconic this is where I live all the time. It's on this screen. I watch Strictly Business. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We are two episodes in. So if anyone hasn't caught it yet, it's on my but what is very good? I like what you've done with the place. Thank you. We are two episodes in. So for anyone who hasn't caught it yet, it's on Wednesday night's RTE. What is Strictly Business? Is me parachuting into six small businesses to do a kind of a medical analysis on what's going on to offer my opinion of where they could really use help to support them with another mentor who will help them in specific areas. So far, so good. The first two episodes, I've really enjoyed them. The first one was towards the conclusion where they hopefully. I read that their subscriptions have doubled, haven't they? Since the show went out, and then also, of course, recently we had the own Shanley with that's right. Beautiful and lights, which um, again was another Correct. fantastic yeah. episode. Yeah. I think, you, as so we were saying beforehand, like they're both quite different episodes, yeah, yeah. and yeah. their journey went in completely different directions. Yeah. Yeah. And I yes, think that's really um, again was another fantastic mm. episode. Very different. And their journey went in completely different And I think that's really important in the show that it wasn't a one one size fits all solution for each of the businesses. Every business is unique, you know. So so when you kind of look at it and you go, where can we really help? It's going to be a different and, outcome and it's, it's, and it's going to be a different to journey to use that hackneyed mm-hmm. word and, and and how you get from A to B is, is unique every time so yeah and and, and it's, it's it's down yeah. to and has everyone been quite reciprocal um, of the between advice? me and the businesses as well or is there some scenes that are left on the floor of them going you know, no Sonia it's, it's very human <laughs> at the end of the day do you know what it is it's kind of incremental yeah or is there some scenes that are left on the floor of them going no oh there's loads of scenes left on the floor but no do you know what it is? It's kind of incremental. If you were to sit in front of somebody um, and, and open up your life to them, your, your levels of trust at the beginning would be pretty baseline. And as you... Um, you know, get familiar and comfortable with the message, see that things are beginning to work, the trust levels go up. And and that's really what it's about. If if what I'm saying begins to make sense, and they think it's going to, I suppose, to start in the first place, they have to believe it's going to flourish. 100%. That's it. And And the only thing yeah. that really can drive an entrepreneur is their belief yeah. that this is the way to go. Like Sometimes that's all you've got. You don't even have dinner on the table. You're so focused on making this baby thrive. And, and I think, you know, having been there, having, having developed out a number of businesses, having had to kill a business, it's not pretty. It hurts. You have to get over the kind of emotion of it. So I suppose things started when uh, RT put myself and Brendan Courtney together for Off the Rails. That's really, I know, that's really, I suppose, 
was uh, a pivot point in my career because uh, all of a sudden, at the tender age of 40, I had um, a very public profile and I felt that I really wanted to do something with it. And I am kind of a social entrepreneur at heart, so I, I founded Dress for Success Dublin. And our mission is to help women to, to gain employment by giving them clothing uh, for free to uh, present themselves at interview and, and the HR skills to succeed at interview. So we, um, the industry average for success at interview in the sector is 18%. We hit 57%. So what we do really works and we help, um, last year we helped 700 women uh, to get that job. So it's, it's, it's amazing work. I absolutely love it. It is not for profit. and um, We're supported by some amazing companies. And I think I could only have started there as a complete um, sort of naive, Eve, uh, novice in business because there was no imperative for me to make money and I felt I was protected by that. I was going to go and do this thing and, you know, just suck it and see. Um, and then I suppose once, once that began to thrive, I started thinking... Well, if I could set up an organisation from absolutely nothing, put a board together, uh, volunteers, referral agencies, hire staff, get a premises for not-for-profit, maybe I could use the same principles to do it for-profit. And that's where myself and Brendan founded two companies, uh, a technology dig digital technology company, which is a platform to help boutiques, and Len and Courtney, which is the women's wear range. Women's wear range. Now, unfortunately, the digital platform didn't make it. Um, we gave it everything. Uh, but Len and Courtney is going from strength to strength. And, and that's the reality of entrepreneurship. Who is kind of Not every punch works. Going, you just have to no um, dust yourself off them, and really move, move on, how to go get on to the next idea into, I mean, I'm not saying even like million dollar organisation, but just something that might even be sold down their local shop. Like, how do you get something off the ground? So, so knowing what, I wish I could do it all over again, because I think I'd do it much more effectively. Um, so I think the most important thing to know is that your concept uh, is of interest to a cohort of people. So in many ways, I think that the, the really big companies are, are already created, those massive, massive big companies. And where the opportunity lies now is in, in gathering together a community of people who like something that's a micro niche within a niche within a sector. So it's a tiny, tiny community of people who get what you do and you're doing it just for them. And if you can bring them with you, so if you can identify 200 people who go, that's a brilliant idea, I'm going to do that or buy that or be that or whatever it is, then you have a really good start. So if you're absolutely targeted on that small community, and that could be sending an email to 200 people and saying, I'm thinking of doing this, would you buy it? Yeah. at but this price at if I did. And if you get 200 responses back saying, that's brilliant, I'll do it. Yeah. And you might have to send yeah. a thousand and emails to, to get the 200 responses. Like, of course I will. <laughs> at least you know that you're <laughs> not uh, working on assumptions yeah. and yeah. making up the need um, yourself. Yeah. You know, they, yes. they can, but they can be a wider network. And, and actually, um, working in a vacuum on assumptions is probably the worst thing that an entrepreneur can do. Because that's where you make decisions based on what's in your own head. So get out there, talk to people, what meet like people, at the moment in connect with like-minded people. And, you know, with social media, that's easy to do now. So what are your points of interest? Why are you like them? 
and like, what is it like at the moment in Ireland for business we setting love, up? Is it a we're very creative. Mm. Area, would um, say, and, and we tend to think of creative. I, I think we are um, an entrepreneurial nation. I think we love, we're very creative um, and, and we tend to think of creativity yeah. as the arts, culture, music, whatever it is. Actually developing a business from nothing to something is one of the most creative things that you can do. And I never realised that because I am creative and, and, and I'm a maker and a designer. Um, but that fabulous feeling of, of creating something an organism, an entity, and an organization, that's wonderful. I think the landscape is really good. So if you look at, say, the local enterprise offices, Enterprise Ireland, the structure is there. And actually, depending on which statistics you read, anything between 83 and 97% of all businesses SME in this country and in Great. Europe. In there has to be so many of these businesses. The majority of business, the majority of the economy is made up of I need the idea, but I'm going to be sitting on right down and brainstorming all these ideas later. So um, and you're saying that once you start came off the rails, <laughs> which I was a huge fan of. Actually, so many of us in the office here were talking about it. And uh, it I said, absolutely, I hope so. I said I wouldn't tell you, but we used to do this thing in the old office where we start one person would start whispering off the rails, and it would be like a domino effect. Good times. Good times. I said I wouldn't tell you. We used to do this thing in the old office where we start. Yeah, yeah. So that was invite me round. I know. I love it. Third in the off the rails whisper. Tell me why did they get rid of off the rails? I really. I want to know. I think it's around for one of them today. Definitely. Brilliant. Good. Tell me yeah. why. I think it really off the rails. I really. I, loved it. I want to know. I think it would still work so well today. I don't know. I mean, I think uh, it was of its time. I think it was a show. One of the reasons I loved it is because mums and daughters sat down and watched it together. I know. It was an inter intergenerational sort of event. You'd sit down and you'd watch it and the women would take over the TV and that would just be it on a Wednesday night. Um, I think so much of the fashion that we consume now is in our hand. And whether so, so you're fighting with that um, immediacy and that availability and that currency in your hand, um, and whether whether your influences are bloggers or or celebrities or whatever it is, you can tap into that straight away. So, so I I think it was it was of its time. Yeah, that's a fair point. I suppose nowadays Yeah, it was, and and the funny thing is, I think the reason. Strictly, business is resonating with people now. It's yeah. the same reason off the rails did, in that it's a human transition. So you start at A, you move to B, and it's what happens in between is kind of fascinating. Yeah, that's so true. So, so I think to a certain extent, you're, you're getting that out of strictly business, that sort of evolution, um, and, and that's like really good stuff. Yeah, that's so true. With the family that he was in Hastings, exactly. With that in itself, was sort of like pretty much like. But you know, I think that's um, one, of, one of the challenges the for, for small businesses. Mm. That, the Hastings, um, yeah. But you know, I, I think that's one of one of the challenges for mm. for small businesses is that um, they're so busy in the day-to-day -day doing of a business that they can't see where the gold lies. And actually for Owen, the gold lies in bespoke uh, commissions where he can flex his creative muscle, work to a brief, um, command the prices that his pieces deserve. Um, rather than him on a production line, that, that's not the best use of his time. So it's how, how do you find the gold? gold and frankly, how do you find the margin to survive? Where, where is the gold not only only in, in the activity <laughs> process. It's already what in the RT guide. <laughs> yeah. The RT guide have it published already. So it's 
about a seaweed pesto. That's that's all we will say. <laughs> and the, the evolution. Actually, I think um, you can say it. I think you can say it. Your tea might have a gorgeous already. Very good. It's about a seaweed pesto. That's all we will say. And the evolution. But I've seen the episode. It's fantastic. It is fantastic. Gorgeous couple. Um, I really, really enjoyed working with them and and supporting them. And they, um, they, they just were all ears, all eyes. They watched watched everything. They absorbed every piece of advice. (laughs) Sonny, thank you so much for joining me today. They were a dream to work with. And the pesto is delicious. No, I can't wait to try it. So good. I'm already on the lookout for it. I know, I know. (laughs) Sonny, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. That's it from me. Thank you for listening. And remember, you can catch the full filmed version of the telly show up on entertainment.ie featuring TV picks for the week, reviews and much more. Thank you to my guest Sonia Lennon for dropping in and catch you all next week. <laughs>